Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonner and Julie Hayden back after a week hiatus, uh, but we want to thank our substitute host. Mark Pav, you did a great job. Yeah, Thomas was just telling me live from the from mountains went very well. So very much our thanks to a Mark Puff. The show is always brought to you by happytrees.co, great tree service landscaping company, and Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. We have Dick Morris, the political consultant, strategist, author, commentator, coming up as soon as we get him um, on his new book, which is- The Return. The Return, Trump's big- um, 2024 comeback. We'll talk to him about that. Also wanted to go over a bunch of primaries going on tomorrow, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. um, which are kind of you know, they, they play it up as Trump versus not Trump. I think it could be um, grassroots versus establishment. A lot of different ways to look at it, but in a lot of states going on. The Liz Cheney one isn't until um, August 16th, but but poor CNN, we'll talk about that a little bit. It went up to Wyoming to try to find some Liz Cheney They supporters. found two. They found two. Well, there was one they had, the probably fake one. Um, wanted to also talk about what I think is pretty interesting, It's um, which is developing, and even like a, the, the so-called conservative column for the Daily Beast talked about it, which is a pretty liberal website, um, about the absolute uh, insignificance of the establishment media anymore and what's going on with that. Um, oh, Jacob just saw the Michigan primary results. Well, they can't, yeah, the, are those the ones that they keep posting ahead of time? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. so you got to wonder, okay, we got Dick's answering machine, maybe try the other number two and we'll see what we can get. Um, yeah, you know, again, they talk about, we need to have election integrity and then, you know, you can trust us, you can trust us. And then the media published the results ahead of time. And then now, they modified them. And then they, mod- <laughs> and then they modified it. And of course the establishment candidate won, right? Now I can tell you from having been in the, maybe check, turn your sound down, from having been in the media that they do run practices so uh, you know i but but on the other hand like for 2020 yeah like for 2020 how that actually got into the uh you know I, and they put it on the air that's like a significant mistake i have to say um so hopefully, <laughs> we'll, get, to say, hopefully we'll get Dick. even you would admit that that's a little bit <laughs> well yeah, even i have to say well well i mean it particularly in this day and age right where where there's no trust in the media anyway so why you know then when they do something like that they're like oh no it was just a mistake you're like yeah right it was just a mistake um well while we're waiting for dick let's talk about it he um says in his book um and i think it, he's been all over the place now and so people i'm sure yeah like running a pre-written obit leon can and also tell you this they do prepare obits um way ahead of time um and i've you know well, you've talked to people where they where they run it past you right mm-hmm. to make sure it's all okay my, so, sister, my sister's <laughs> is run past you. all right so we're not having any luck right now with dick moore's all so but thomas will try so we'll we'll keep trying to get him um but we can talk about it though and so you guys can weigh in too while we're waiting either go ahead and chat in the zoom section if you're uh, going to call in 888-627-6008 888-627-6008. Um, so the name of the book is The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. So let me ask you, I'll tell you what I think in a second, but you tell me, do you think is Trump going to yes. run again? Yes, absolutely. 
Okay. Every every indication and his personality is is. And I think, while some people hate him, a lot of people love him, and I don't think there's anybody says. Other than in DeSantis, who has shown no desire to run in 2024, um, and so I think it's a it's foregone conclusion. I bet a um, turkey sandwich at Perkins uh, <laughs> oh, with at, Peter Boyles. Uh, Peter Boyles. He said he'll <laughs> announce before the midterms no, in the next couple gonna. of weeks. He's not going to. No, here's my thing. I well, his his thinking was that would help insulate him from from being indicted, and it doesn't at all. There was <laughs> Eugene Debs ran for president in 19. 19- 18 from prison. Well, okay, and that's that's just start though with the press. So Peter's talking about the January 6th committee, which everyone, I mean, it was interesting. The Liz Cheney, the interviews with the people there, it's like it's a joke, it's a hoax, it's a kangaroo court. And the CNN reporter says, Well, Liz Cheney says it's supporting the rule of law. And one guy notes, Well, if it was a rule of law, why isn't there a defense team in the courtroom? <laughs> right. Ryan, great. Yeah, great. I mean, it was, it was like so. I mean, these were just average people at Cheyenne Frontier Days, right? right. We're pretty well informed with the whole thing. So Peter's a number one assumption that there's going to be some kind of indictment of Trump. It's like, number one, on what? You know, number two... I think that would make people so angry that it would have a complete boomerang effect. Um, and not only that, but I think it would end up with court rulings. I Well, again, that's not tricky. Do you think, I don't even think they're going to try to, to uh, I don't indict know what, I, I don't well, know what the Justice Department can do. I don't know what Marin Garg is going to do. I mean, I, I give up. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's but, I, but I think he's, that he'll announce his presidency run now to avoid being indicted is ridiculous. ridiculous. They'll indict him anyway. Well, yeah, number one, it makes no difference. And number two, I think if you're Trump, two things. I think if you're Trump, number one, you want to have all the big attention yourself. You don't want to be in the primary. And I think he doesn't want to interfere. I think things are kind of rolling his way primary wise mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. And I think he doesn't want to mess that up. And and again, why? Because as you pointed out too, once you actually announce your candidacy, a whole sort of different set of rules yes. jump into place. So explain that a little bit. Well, you know, you've got to file all the reports, the fundraising, the exploratory committees. I mean, before you announce you can run, you can do whatever you want. You have no fundraising limits. You have nothing else. I mean, you're- Well, and your appearances on TV, I mean, all kinds of things. You have just a lot more leeway when you have that going on, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this is from Sandra. Wow, Peter's still a POS. Only listen to Dr. Dunn and Randy Corbin on KNUS 710. <laughs> yeah, it was surprising to me when Peter said that. I was kind of like- No, he wouldn't just say it. He, he was absolute. No, it. And it's like, you seriously, and and, and again, and you're like, what on earth would they indict him on? You know what I well, mean? Well, insurrection. Well, yeah, like, well, exactly. But like they, like they care, I guess. Um, Oh, and then from Jacob, I think Harvey Steinberg defending Tina Peters is a bigger story than last week, both Arizona and Wisconsin decided to relook at the accusations of voter fraud. Yeah, Wisconsin Wisconsin opened up 10 new cases. Right, right. right, And the Tina Peters, the recount here, it is one of those tricky things. And we're talking to people try to get to the bottom of it, because I think we'll bring you the truth straight up when we get there. Tina Peters claimed um, well, first, they all made fun of her for saying she wanted to recount all the media. We're going to get to that in a second, too. And then she actually and said, oh, she can't raise the money. What a stupid thing, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, she did raise the money. Um, and yeah, she got the 200000 exactly, Jacob. And um, so they're doing the recount. Now, her team says the fact 
and I'm, I'm going to ask you what you think about this too. Her team says the fact that the machines kicked out like some, over 50% of some of the things that needed to be adjudicated, right? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't clear um, in the test run that they did shows that the whole thing is a farce and doesn't work. On the other hand, Tina, uh, the uh, Jenna Griswold people said it proves that it does work. Now, I have to say, if you're going to ask me whose spin would I buy, would you buy Tina, uh, Jenna Griswold's spin? No, she's absolutely yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. And I think also, though, even that, the fact that they're so spinning or trying to spin the test run it's like let's see what actually happens in the recount and see how different it is um oh okay so we think dick morris might be on another phone call right now okay he's absolutely pretty popular so okay thomas if you could just keep keep trying keep trying and we'll take him and we can get him um but anyway back to trump running i think trump is going to run again i mean you guys let us know what you think i think like you said number one is personality yes i think number two um Hang on a second. My phone is ringing. Okay, no. I think number two, um, I, I think he's looking at polls. He's looking at things. I, and I don't think he would run if it c- appeared very clear that he would lose. If Biden had been successful, if everything was hunky-dory, all of that kind of I, stuff. I think right? he's running no matter what. You I think mean, he's running no matter what? Uh, um, yeah, this is message to Griswold. I would not want an attorney at Steinberg's lovably checking me out or deposing me. <laughs> Absolutely. Jacob, Harry Steinberg is a good attorney. And he... Um, how do I say this? I covered Harvey Steinberg in criminal cases. So I, well, this is a criminal and case. this is a criminal case. And he like knows every in and out. And mm-hmm. he is not the kind of lawyer who says, well, I don't want the media to say bad things no. about me. He's not the kind of lawyer who says, well, I don't want to annoy the well, judge. I talked to Randy Corporan who's working with him. He says, great. He says, okay, we'll challenge this. We'll challenge oh, yeah. that. We'll get this person thrown off. We'll and he said, to ask, this, that. as Jacob says, ask any athlete who got into deep trouble. Oh, exactly. You know, I've seen him get athletes off um, frequently, I think fairly. But yeah, he doesn't, he's not afraid of anything and nor is he afraid to challenge the powers the, the powers that be he, he'll go after the judge and everything else right right he could care yeah. less if they do a story about him right he well he likes it all publicity is good publicity that's right publicity. that's right so i think that's you know always when i remember the case where his white collar defendant got 100 years so you know well, but you try years. cases you know that's you're gonna win some you're gonna yeah. lose some yeah, particularly right. if you're a defense attorney but back to trump um what about running mate what do you think um marjorie taylor green did you guys see all the pictures from the Live Golf Tournament with Tucker Carlson, Donald so, Trump, yeah, and Marjorie Taylor you know, I was Green watching it. Fun? I was watching it on YouTube, and I went, is that Tucker Carlson? <laughs> and, went, and then is it Tucker Maybe. Carlson? Maybe. You never know. Tucker Carlson's like, I'm not running for president. You never know. I think if you're, this is what I think. I think if you're Ron DeSantis, you're enormously popular. You don't run. Right now, why would you want to run against mm-hmm. Donald Trump? Right? Why would you want to split that up? He's young. He's got plenty of time. Let Donald Trump do whatever Donald Trump's going to do. And remain friends. Keep you know. I mean, why split that vote? Well, he's, gonna, he's, he's having a wonderful time down in Florida. He's overturning everything there. He, you know, it's he's he's got to be pretty happy with things that are working out in Florida for right, him. right. So yeah, why why change that? And and I think that could just go south very quickly, right? You know what I mean? Trying to challenge Trump. Right. Um, I, I think that he might do a Marjorie Taylor Green kind of person. I do not think Donald Trump is going to do a uh, reach across the aisle Mike Pence kind of vice president again. Do you? Well, Mike Pence wasn't a reach across the aisle. He was an establishment Republican, but will he do a Nikki Haley um, or Christy Nome? You know, some female that pretends they're conservative but really aren't particularly. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. You know, it, Trump is is a very idiosyncratic person, so you can't you can't really know what he'll do. But I don't 
think he's going to trust anybody, which I hope, which is the one reason, because people go back and forth. Here's my thinking on Trump. On the one hand, and we'll get into a second point of this, is I think this is why you've got the Liz Cheney, Mike Pence is hanging around, right? I think that, that there would be, that it's possible that Donald Trump would be polarizing again, that you would have one subgroup of voters. You've got the Democrats. You've got your Make America Great Republicans. You've got you never Trumpers or are never going to vote for Trump anyway. And then I think you probably have a bunch of moderate people who are upset about the economy, upset about crime, upset about the schools. So they don't really like the Democrats, but would be very unlikely to vote for Donald Trump. Well, he, and doesn't, so- want, he doesn't want somebody in which you could get if 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 the Senate or something you get impeached because they want that number right. two. So you got to do it. But on the line with us oh, is good. a consulary to uh, presidents from Clinton uh, to Trump with his new book out, The Return. Dick, so great to have you. Great to be here. Hey, um, thank you. I always, lo- always love watching your uh, lunchtime podcast. That's that's a good. favorite. Good. I have a surprise for you guys. Okay. Um, I, I. Are you there? Oh, you can't say I have a surprise for us and then you drop off. Uh oh. Tom, talk about a teaser. <laughs> hey, Tom, let's try to get him back again if you can. I have a surprise for you. Breaking news, breaking no. news. <laughs> and we can't tell you. I wonder if he's going to talk about Trump um, was going to announce um, an endorsement Missouri. of a Missouri mm. candidate. Yeah, that was a surprise to the world. <laughs> um, looks like his phone crashed. So, oh, are you there, Dick? Yeah, I am. You All dropped right. out right as you said. Uh, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I did a poll this past weekend with John McLaughlin, Trump's pollster, on the Senate race in Colorado. You're broadcasting from there, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, it shows that Bennett is very, very feasible. Oh. Uh, in a in head-to-head with O'Day. He wins by 48 to 40, which means he's under 50% of the vote. And when we ask people, do you think Bennett should be reelected or it's time to give someone else a chance? It's 44 reelect, 42 give someone else a chance. And we ask people, what do they have a favorable, unfavorable view of Bennett? (laughs) Only 45% say favorable. Wow. No, unfavorable. So Colorado is not as one of these two or three most likely Republican pickups this year, but it should be. Uh, Bennett is very vulnerable, and I wanted to spread that message to all in Colorado. O'Day is an interesting character. He gave money to Bennett last time he ran, and also to Hickenlooper. He came out in favor of Roe v. Wade being nationalized. Uh, He he came out in favor of uh, Build Back Better by so if, if if people are looking for a uh, moderate, moderate, moderate Republican, O'Day is there. On the other hand, O'Day. it's good news about that 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 people don't like well, that. Well, but let me that's just know, because you only have okay, until three thirty. Okay, that's, that's I just want to do one other thing. I mean, he's got all of all of Anschutz's money behind him, so he's not going to lack for money. Anschutz can go all in for him, so that'll be good for him. Right. Well, well I, want, me... I want to say this to you that I don't want a Repub- I don't want a Democratic Senate. And uh, <clears throat> I want a Republican Senate. And uh, if there is any lesson from the last six years of government, 
It's that it doesn't really matter a hell of a lot who the senators are. They vote according to parties. They fall in line on the parties. You have the exception of Manchin and Cinnamon, the Democratic Party, but even with a lot of pro-choice Republicans and a lot of moderate Republicans, Trump was able to pass his full program with a solid Republican vote. And I would so much rather have a rhino than a Democrat, because the Democrat is going to vote against Trump all the time. There's a thing in in politics called the presidential support score. And in the past, it's always about 60%. You vote with the president about two-thirds of the time if you're in his party. Now it's 96%. And it makes all the difference in the world what party you're in. Well, what about, I find it interesting, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, too, is, you know, for supporting Trump, right? You seem, we were just talking before we had you, I mean, I believe that Trump is going to win. You obviously have a lot more insight and close connections. Um, why, what makes you believe he's going to he's run, gonna run again? Well, he's the, he, well, I know he'll run again. We, <laughs> we talk about it several times a week. He'll announce as soon as his accountant lets him, uh, so he doesn't have to pay for the rallies out of his campaign fund. But the reason Trump is going to win is that he's the only candidate that can say the four magic words, I did it already. Uh, Whenever you have a challenger, you say, hey, incumbent, I hate high gas prices, I hate inflation, I hate the open border. And then the incumbent comes back and says, these things are inevitable. These things are a process of global economics and changing times and all of that. And Donald Trump can come back and say, BS, I did it already. And that's a very important thing. It's an unbelievable advantage yeah. that only Trump has. Uh, and and the strategy of the Democratic Party, which I reveal in my, my book, Returns, Donald Trump's comeback, is that they want to foment a primary in the Democratic Party, in the, in the, the Republican Party. Sure. Want to foment the primary. So Fox News is flipping and now working yeah. against Trump for DeSantis. Right. Suddenly DeSantis is, oh, the most wonderful candidate in the world. We love him until he gets the nomination. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and we, we think he's just great. He's Trump-like. He'll yeah. do what Trump did, but without the the temperament and personality. Right. But I, I worked with Trump very closely during this past administration. My father was his lawyer, actually. When over the last over decades ago, and you can't pocket the results of Donald Trump and not embrace the means he took to get it. Yeah, you can't pocket having a pro-life court and dismiss how he whipped and bullied and threatened and cajoled to get those nominations approved, including one six weeks before the election. Right, uh, an amazing accomplishment. And it takes a tough SOB like Donald Trump to do that in Washington. Nice guys finish last. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Well, what about, do you think, I don't think DeSantis is going to fall for the Fox new ploy, right? If you're DeSantis, you're like, I got plenty of time. Why would I want to go? I mean, do you think he'll try to primary or is it going to be more like a Liz Cheney or a Pence? No, I think it's, I think it's very possible that it'll be DeSantis. Mm -hmm. I think that we have to stop it. I think we have to make clear that we're going to be with Trump and that we regard the primary as divisive and opening the door to the Democrats. Right. And that right. while we while we might and, and I would support DeSantis in the future, 
right. I wouldn't do it this year because he can't split the party. Right. Remember, in 1980, and the Democrats sure do, sure. Ted Kennedy challenged Jimmy Carter in the primary and split the, the Democratic Party, so Reagan walked in and won. Uh, we don't want to let the Democrats back in by yeah. splitting the party. Right. Well, and we've seen that in Colorado, there was a lot of Democrat meddling, fundraising and the money spent um, in the Republican primaries. Um, and uh, clearly that's a tactic they're embracing. So, uh, yep. you know, we'll have to see. Um, exactly. What, exactly. what about now? I also understand that you think Hillary Clinton may run again. What's your, what, what's your thoughts yep. there? Yeah, I think what's going to happen. I, sorry, I think, I think what's going to happen. I laid it out in to return. You still there? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah. Is that uh, they'll go to Trump, uh, they'll go to Biden uh, after election day in 22, after the Democrats get massacred, and say, look, you can't run again. We need you to say you're not going to run in 24. And I think he's going to say that. Right. And I think that the polling will then show Bernie Sanders at the top of the heap. Oh. AOC rising up. The Democratic electorate has gone so crazy left mm-hmm. that I think they would nominate an extreme leftist as their candidate. And what's going to happen then is the party establishment will freak out. And as they did in 2016, when they right. all worried that Sanders would win and Trump would be elected, they would go to Hillary and beg her to come into the race to stop Sanders from winning. And I think history is going to repeat itself in 2024 oh. and i think trump will beat her badly you know that's yeah um that's pretty i hadn't even actually thought of it from that point of view but you're right i mean that's what we have a friend who's a democrat strategist and he was telling us in 2016 on our show he said that's exactly what happened i'm like how did biden all of a sudden become and he said that the party establishment had a big meeting mm-hmm. and they said we can't let bernie or ioc or elizabeth warren yep. so you're saying you think the same thing will happen what about well, what about michelle obama one of her yeah, yeah or Kamala or some of these other people well uh, michelle is a threat but She's always said she's not running. She says she abhors politics and doesn't want to be in the race. And I take her as a word before I take that seriously. And in terms of Kamala Harris, her ratings are 10 points below Biden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and she uh, and she was forced, she had to pull out of the race in 2020 because she was so low that before the first caucus or primary, she withdrew. And she's the senator from California, for God's sake, so 30 million people, a tenth of the country. And she still had to pull out. And uh, I think she's radioactive, and I don't think she has a shot uh, at the nomination. I think it will become clear. It's like with Quayle. You remember, he was the former VP, and he ran for president. And he was polling at about six or seven, and he pulled out. Uh, I think you'll see that with Harris. Well, the one thing uh, about uh, Mrs. Clinton, in, in about two years, she'll be the ugliest presidential candidate in United States history, and there have been some ugly well, ones. Well, there's an important point about that. You know, I know Hillary so well. I worked with her for almost 20 years. Uh, Hillary is like the kid in the class who knows that she's ugly and unattractive, and she knows nobody will ever love her for herself. So she always adopts a disguise. Uh, I'm running for president to be the first woman president. Oh, yeah. I'm running for president to carry on my husband's policies. 
and now it's time running the president to stop Bernie Sanders from just letting the Republicans win. There's always a purpose to it that's something other than the real purpose, which is her personal ambition. And uh, that concept of advancing in disguise, uh, clothed in a cause, is really what Hillary does. And, uh, and I think that's what she'll do this time. That's well, good. one of your points in your book, The Return, which I recommend everybody read and get, is, is the fact that the Republican Party, or at least Trump, has got to figure out how do you fit, defeat the steel? Uh, because they're not going to just yeah, roll yeah. over. Um, they're not going to get rid well, of bail taxes. Yeah, but the the way we're going to defeat the steel, which is, I think, very important, and I explain it in the book, is there is a new case coming up before the Supreme Court called Moore v. Harper mm-hmm. that's going to be decided in the fall term, which means the decision will come out in early 23. And it says that the Constitution provides that the times, manner, and places of holding elections for Congress and the Senate will be determined by the state legislatures, not the governors, not the states, the legislatures. And uh, you have four judges now on the court, the conservatives, who voted to accept this case. And they'll probably pick up a fifth and maybe a sixth vote. And it holds that the governors have no role. Right. So you have you have five states now that have passed really good sweeping election reform laws, uh, no drop boxes, uh, double verification of signatures, no same day registration, photo ID, and the governors in those states are Democrats and they vetoed the bill. Now they will not be able to veto it. Those bills will take effect, and we're talking about Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And North Carolina. And there's already this law in effect signed by the governors in Georgia, Florida, and Arizona. So I had Rudy Giuliani on my TV show on Newsmax. My show is called Democracy, and it airs every Saturday at 7.30 Eastern, I guess uh, 5.30 your time. And uh, I asked him, I said, if the Moore decision goes through and goes our way, do you think that will solve, solve? the problem of ballot fraud and he said absolutely yes yeah. well and i think well so the case says that even the governor can't veto a bill it's passed a legislature. By legislature that's correct they yeah. say that the governors have no role in this process it's entirely up to the legislature and wow. i'm assuming that would include the secretaries of state. here in colorado we have a partisan hack secretary of state yeah. who keeps it doing would that. include the secretaries of state the state courts the attorneys general and the governors. They can control state elections, but they have no role in federal elections. They can't draw congressional boundaries. They can't uh-huh. determine voting qualifications. They can't do any of that. Can and, the state uh, Supreme they, Court? Um, it has no jurisdiction. No, uh, so in Colorado, it's no longer the case, but in Colorado, the legislature agreed to one. The governor signed it, and the Supreme Court made up of all Democrats overcame it and said, no, we'll do our own map, which is very pro-Democrat. Well, the case came up, the case is about a North Carolina map where the legislature voted a largely Republican congressional map. And and then the governor vetoed it and the the Democrats sued. And the state Uh Supreme Court, which is Democratic, passed the Democratic map and imposed it. And the Moore case says you can't do that. 
You have no jurisdiction. Only the legislature can determine reapportionment. So the how about, how about those cases where they have, you know, bipartisan panels like they have in Colorado? Those be void? If the legislature votes to empower them, they oh, can okay. do it. No, but if the legislature votes not to empower them and the governor vetoes the bill to abolish them, they're mm -hmm. abolished. Right. Well, that would get rid of a lot of shit. And it wouldn't have any impact in places like Colorado where yeah, the Democrats the control the legislature. Yeah. But Colorado doesn't matter anyway, right? right? right. So, no, that's yeah, great news. No, no, I don't think that's true. I think that okay. Colorado matters. I think that uh, in the poll that I just did, right. uh, the uh, let me just get that data here. In the poll I just did, um, uh, Biden defeats Trump in Colorado, but only by 50 to 43. Uh, okay. The Democratic vote really seems to max out at 50, both for Bennett and for Biden. And mm -hmm. uh, I think Colorado is definitely in play. And I think given the magnitude of the triumph we're expecting in 22, I think we'll sweep in a whole lot of Republicans into the legislature. Ah, that could be then. Oh, well, that is good. Well, well, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow in the primaries in Arizona? Real quick before we let you go. Well, I think Trump's candidates will win uh, in Arizona. I think Lake and, uh, and um, Masters, the other guy, Masters, yeah, will win. And uh, I think that except for Georgia, he's won almost everything. Yeah. And the yeah. argument that somehow his base is turned off because of January 6th and stuff. No, it's just, there's no, there are no parties. <laughs> you, you can vote whatever you want to. They don't do it by it. And the Democrats overwhelmingly supported Kemp and Rothenberger. It wasn't the base yep. that was repulsed. It was the fact you have a totally open primary. Yep. Okay, well, I do have to go. but I'm <laughs> Okay, well, Dick, thanks Thank so much. Guys. The book. The return, I assume, can be bought at Amazon or any other yeah. bookseller. Yep. All right, sir. Thank, thank you for guys. your time. Appreciate it. All right, Dick Morris. Bye -bye. Um, um, well, I mean, I, I thank you, sir, for your time. You can go, actually, you can get all this information at dickmorris.com. Mm -hmm. And you can get everything there if you want to look at, you know, um, uh, two things on that. One, um, I, I know we've had some comments here um, about, and we'll get to the primaries here in a second, about O'Day, and nobody here was thrilled with him about O'Day, but it is interesting, and I think it bodes well for all the other races, right, that um, that that Bennett is not polling. I mean, I don't know that that's a Bennett-O'Day thing as much as it is a Democrat-Republican thing. What do you think? No, I don't think Bennett's ever been very popular in Colorado. I think Biden has an approval rating of 31, according to Sivas. Even in um, Colorado. Even in Colorado. Um, you, you've got the weakest group of candidates ever on the Republican side, if you're a conservative, from Pam Anderson, who's a Democrat, to Kilner, who, who worked for George Brockler, and, and all the rest of them. Um, so Colorado may do better, but it's, it's going to be a very sad day no matter who wins. Yeah, and this is going back years. This is right, Janet. Bennett stole it from um, Andrew Romanoff. That's true, too. <laughs> right, well, right. let's talk a little bit about the primaries. Um, before we do, um, Thomas, we do have the video now. They got everything going. Why do play? So li the Liz Cheney primary isn't until August 16th. Not but, too far away. But Liz Cheney, I don't think is even trying. Like you said, she's not even actually campaigning anymore. Mm -hmm. But here is why. We're going to play you a clip from a CNN story. They Frontier went to Shine Frontier Days to try to find people, to talk to people about Liz 
Liz Cheney. And um, I think they probably just had to like make people up who said they supported her. But the no, entire- no, those are real people. Just two, you know, you have tens of thousands of people. You're going everywhere. Anybody? anybody? Well, yeah, you have to try to, when you're doing the stories as a reporter, you have to try to find somebody mm-hmm. on the other side. But uh, but I want you to listen CNN to this club and listen to the the voter the informed intelligence, I would say, yes, yes. of the people they were talking to. These are not, you know, little Yahoo people who, you, whatever, right, that you mm-hmm. thought, you, I'm sure CNN thought they were going to find. If we could please, Thomas, play the Liz Cheney soundbite. For a fourth term. Are you planning to vote for Liz Cheney? Can I cuss? Hell no. Are you planning to support Liz Cheney? Absolutely not. What are your thoughts about Liz Cheney running for a fourth term? Um, personally, I think she said for three too many. Keep in mind, in 2020, Donald Trump won about 70% of the vote in Wyoming. So Liz Cheney's work on the January 6th investigation isn't playing so well with many Wyoming voters. She's done us dirty. How so? Oh, God. Look at what, how she's done Trump. I'm a, I'm a Trump fan. I'm sorry. So she lost your vote because of her role on the January 6th committee and what she's yes. doing about Trump? Yes. She's supposed to be supporting him. She's a Republican, for crying out loud. I find her work on the January 6th committee just repulsive. How do you feel about her work on the January 6th committee and her role? It's all a hoax. It's all propaganda. has nothing to do with anything. It's a witch hunt. Well, she says she's defending what's important to people here in Wyoming, uh, upholding the rule of law, defending the Constitution. If that was the rule of law, why doesn't he have a defense team in that courtroom? That ain't the rule of law. That's a kangaroo court. That's not the Wyoming way. She has been an embarrassment. It's a witch hunt. Are you proud of her for taking on Donald Trump? No. Here in Cheyenne, more than 1,600 miles from Washington, D.C., almost everyone we spoke with told us they believe Liz Cheney is too focused on Donald Trump and the January 6th committee and not paying enough attention to what they believe matters to the people here in Wyoming. There we go. There so they did. Go. But those are people uh, there again. You see, the Democrats keep talking about um, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, indicting Trump. No one cares. No one well, cares. No one cares. Well, Democrats, hardly. Right. No. Democrats care. So, you know, the Democratic portion are fixed on. But know, they Peter Boyle thinks yeah. that the, the January 6th are incredibly important for our democracy well it's like okay keep thinking that you guys just keep focusing you keep holding your hearings okay and they the rest will. Of us, and the meantime, these hearings are never going to end i mean you know they started in the spring and then the gas summer, prices are going to be fall. seven bucks an hour and that's yeah. all right they're going to keep doing it. but i think that what they cnn didn't mention i think liz cheney's demise started long before january 6th that you know the hearings there i mean she voted to impeach trump right, right? and right. i think that was and so let's talk a little bit about in the primaries the other people who voted to impeach Peach Trump are also not doing that well. It doesn't look like, right? Well, the, I think four of them didn't run. I think there are only three left. Valdosso in California, and he's the. It's not. He didn't have a primary because it's a jungle primary. But he's right. the behind the Democrat. Then there's Mayor in in Michigan and John Gibbs, so African Americans running against him, and I don't know how that'll do. And then Bueller up in Washington, right, also voted against him and has a primary opponent. I'll, see any polls on that one. At least with a little bit of research I was doing that, it looked as if the Trump-supported candidates um, were were leading. And I'm just going to go, and this is what I believe, it's again, the establishment media, the consultant class mix up 
the support for Donald Trump as Donald Trump, the man and Donald Trump ideas. I think the problem, and that's why they, they just don't get it, right? The reason Donald Trump is so popular is not because he's Donald Trump, no. but it's because of the things he says, because of the, well, that he said and then did, yeah, right? The border trade with China, oil and gas production, the economy. I you mean, name it. Yeah, you yeah. name it. And I mean, that's what people support is that kind of thing. And Donald Trump continues to say yeah, that. Yeah. And the more they try to lie to us and the more, you know, it's a recession. It's not what Paul Krugman is like saying oh, he's changed his definition of recession as if anyone can't go to the grocery store. We were talking about finances this morning and Chuck's like, what? And I'm like, everything is more expensive. I said, I would go to the grocery store and my bill is significantly higher than it used to be. The gas prices have come down, but they're still wet up over what they were last year, energy prices, and it's all going to get worse, right? So there's, and, and again, that's a whole other show, but it's all intentional. Um, and, and so they can, you know, keep talking about, you know, January 6th, all they want, and they can well, say it's not a recession. Is, uh, Leo will be party Tuesday. Uh, for Jacob, it's his birthday. So uh, one big celebration <laughs> on August 13th. Right. But like Liz Cheney goes and, and there we, we go. celebrate Jacob's birthday. And like and- Jim says, you know, people see that Trump is right. Exactly. Exactly. And they also see that the Democrats just okay, don't care. Okay, and we got Jacob there in my way. Well, August 16th. <laughs> it's a big day all around. Well, give us your, you said you wanted to talk about the primary, your analysis then. Well, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. There was one poll. Uh, by Emerson uh, that showed um, ropes and head by a point. Um, now what's that race and who's that? Uh, Carrie Lake versus Karen Taylor Robeson uh, in Arizona for governor. Most of the others are high single digits to double. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Emerson gets an A minus rating from 538. So it's not a ridiculous polling outfit. It's associated with a university, but certainly goes against every other poll. Uh, Blake Masters ahead of all of them. The South Carolina um, Senate Mark Fitchum is, is no one. What's explain which ones are the Trump ones or that? They're all Trump ones. Blake okay. Masters Trump, and so is Mark Fitchum's Trump for the Secretary of State. In Missouri, it's wild. They got Eric Schmidt, who's supported by Peter Thiel and multimillionaires. Vicky Hartzler, who is supported by Josh Hawley, who a lot of people like, but she's she's uh, Trump did not like her. Uh, Eric Grittens was looking pretty strong, but. Mitch McConnell and the, and the dog boys uh, got his wife to say he beat her and everything else. So who knows? I, I, I have a feeling that Trump's going to endorse Eric Schmidt. Uh, Pence already did. Um, and he's going to endorse the same person as Pence? Mm-hmm, because he doesn't want to lose that one. Oh, okay. Well, and they're pitting what? The, the Arizona one is a Trump versus Pence kind of thing. And I don't know that Mike Pence's endorsement has any significance to well, you. It, it, about it, much? Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, I think it's it's a, if, if Pence endorses somebody, you don't like him. I, mean, I think it's right. a negative endorsement. Um so, you know, in, in Missouri, that's going to be wild. Uh, I don't know who's going to win it, but one or the other. Um, and that's all tomorrow on Tuesday. All tomorrow, yeah. And there's some... So what do you, how do you read the significance of that, the results then? I mean, let's well, say the Trump people all win or it's mixed or Trump people all lose. Well, if Trump people all lose, it'll be enormous shock. Um, and the never Trumpers will go wild. If it's mixed, the never Trumpers will go wild and say, see, see, see. Um, and if Trump wins them all, they'll go out with it. I don't know anyway. 
<laughs> um, well, and you know, that leads into something else I, I wanted to talk about. And that is, and we've talked about it a little bit before, sort of the decline of the establishment media. There was a t- I mean, even today I was saying in the Daily Beast, which is a pretty liberal, not pretty, it's extremely liberal um, website, they have their so-called conservative commoners, who's not conservative, was talking about that, that the establishment media is largely in, insignificant anymore in things. Well, to, to, to one half of the country, it is, you know, I mean, people watch CNN, they watch MSNBC, they read the New York Times, they read the Washington Post. For those people, it's very important. But it used to be important to everybody. They could they could make everything move. Right. And they did during Watergate and other times. Um, Dr. Donna wants to know, has Trump endorsed anyone from Colorado? No. Yes. Oh, Lauren Boebert. Oh, Lauren Boebert. He, he endorsed Lauren Boebert. Yes. A lot of other people tried to get his endorsements, including... Ron Hanks and including Tina Peters and including, oh God, uh, Dave Williams. But the only one he endorsed was. Uh... Well, I think Trump is smart in a number of ways. Number one, he, I think he endorses people who we think actually will win because mm-hmm. he realizes the media jumps all over it and make it a referendum. Right. Um, and I also think not saying anything about the candidates, I think, because Trump, what, he didn't come to Colorado. He didn't play much in Colorado at all in 2020. In 2020, which was shocking in its own way because only lost by under five points that would normally have been a been a battleground state you would put a lot of time and money and i think i haven't been told but i think he, he looked and saw that anschutz was going to pour endless money in uh to defeat him um and that the republican establishment right. here in colorado is just awful and including the republican uh, state central committee um it's just okay hey this is yeah this is he a said why deal. yeah why go why why go to some place um he came to Colorado in 2016 yes indeed he ran pretty hard in Colorado yep and ran hard uh-huh but I think in 2020 I think you're right for all of those reasons and again if you're him why am I going to expend any kind of energy money time on something where it's not going to be great he was at this Jefferson County Fairgrounds he was at he was at yeah in Stapleton too because we had a friend who went there and said it was great but back with the media though I think that what's interesting and I and I we didn't have time to talk to Dick but it would have asked him. So there was so much anti-Trump stuff. Um, I got a feeling that it's going to have less and less impact. If he runs again, they're going to jump all over him. They're going to attack him. All of the same stuff we've heard. And I think two things. Number one, we've heard it all before. They've been screaming about Trump constantly. So no one pays attention anymore. Well, I mean, half the country doesn't pay attention anymore. I would maybe say more than half. But I, but I also think that people are used to them lying. I mean, you have them saying, okay, it's not a recession. I don't think people really believe very much of what that the legacy or establishment or drive by media, whatever you want to call them. People just, they don't believe what they say. So they just don't pay attention. Right. Yeah, Jacob wants to know, do we think that Jason Crow is vulnerable? I don't think he's vulnerable. I think I think the seventh and eighth, uh, Audlin has a chance against uh, Peterson. Peterson. Brittany Peterson. And uh, uh, what's her name? Barbara Kirkmeyer. Barbara Kirkmeyer. Against I can, the, um, the, she's a pediatrician, a Democrat pediatrician, right. who they're all trying to say, I mean, they're all, all of them are trying to, to scooch over. But, you know, where I was going with the media thing, I will say this is that there's been a ton of stories out there where people, where the, the liberal media are complaining, liberal media, I mean, almost all of media, that, that Republicans are ignoring us, right? Rhonda Sanders is like, no, you can't come to our events. We're not going to answer your questions, right? Heidi Ganahl, they were all up in arms. The Denver Post was 
freaking out that Heidi Gunnar wouldn't answer our questions. They were all saying she wouldn't answer our questions. And it was an event. It wasn't like it was a news conference. And that's so the Denver Post retaliated by putting a headline in the weekend paper. Heidi Gunnar veers from her lane or something like that yeah. fears from her lane by hire by having an election denier makes as a her, lieutenant makes governor. Me like her. Makes yeah, it makes like me her. like her. And and you know what? And Heidi Ganala is like, whatever. I mean, and that's what they've realized, and I think this is so important, that just ignore them, that they're gonna, number one, they're only gonna screw you over if right, you talk right, to them. They're right. not going to give you a fair shake. They're going to, again, I go back to this, what is an election denier? They just made that term up like it's something, right? And it's right. nothing. Um, and they just kind of, you know, so if you're hiding, you know, why would you even address it? They don't really want to hear what she has to say. It's like that Tucker Carlson interview right, with right. that guy where he's like, you're not even listening to what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you don't even care. And so, and the Republicans have realized that, number one, they aren't going to get a fair shake, but then they also realize it doesn't matter. I mean, the Denver Post, as you said, they're not moving the needle, right? The people who are, so, so you know, nobody- well, poor Heidi Ganahl has Anschutz against her too. It's clear that Anschutz people got together with Polis's people and made their peace for his business interests because the Gazette and all that have been very anti-Heidi Ganahl from day one, um, which would normally, you know, she was a moderate Republican. You thought he that's the one he'd like, but apparently- yeah, well, do you remember when Polis was um, elected, the um, Colorado peak politics, which is co- in cahoots with with Anschutz, um, basically, not basically, they fought, they came out the next day and said, we can work with Polis, right? right? So right. clearly they they found their way to work Jacob with him. Jacob points out the Denver Post did endorse Bush, Bush 43 on his second term, but, you know, that tells you how awful <laughs> Bush 43 Well, was. this is Dr. Donna. I do not answer candidate surveys. I don't answer the candidate surveys anymore either because I just don't you're trust not, You're not running for anything. What candidate survey are you filling no, out? No, with the candidate. Oh, she's talking about her candidate surveys. Yes. I was going to say, I don't answer. I get calls from candidates or uh, people claiming no, no. to be she's an... Talking about the sur- I don't. She's running for office, so they're... they're well, yeah, because I can tell you what, the reason you answer the candidate surveys is then they come back to you, right, and they say, now now you need us to, you know, you said in your survey you'd endorse this, you'd endorse that, you'd vote for this, you'd vote for that. The candidate surveys, I think, are ways to get you to, to trap you into things. Yeah, Donna's running in um, HD 53. Okay, yep, and good luck to you there. But I think, though, back to that, as I think, though, so my question, your opinion is, so all of the media attacks against Donald Trump that, I mean, it's been constant for years now. Well, now it's and been I don't six think years. If he runs again, do you think, I don't, I don't think it'll have that much impact really do you sure well it doesn't matter who runs if you think Ron DeSantis they won't go after him I mean you know the left-wing press is gonna is gonna scream and yell to to their heart's content um and that gets the clicks that gets the ratings attacking Trump gets the ratings so they're gonna do it but you're not going gee what did CNN have fairly have to say today oh right uh, right. and people the newest newest crisis du jour oh okay yeah right and people know they're not fair and another thing this going to segue to the final thing I kind of want to talk about um and I don't know if you guys follow I recommend it if you don't Alex Berenson on Substack um he's the new former New York Times reporter who's been doing I think um a lot of great work on first on COVID and now secondly on all of the vaccines and the and the Mm -hmm. uh and 
then the excess, excessive deaths. The Denver Post had a story over the weekend about all of the excessive deaths in Colorado um, this year um, and, and basically said, we have no idea why, no idea why. They're, they said everybody died from COVID, although ironically, no one died from the flu or anything else or heart disease, nothing. Everyone died from COVID during the pandemic. Now that the pandemic is over, more people are dying than during the pandemic, only they can't figure out why. You're like, you really can't figure out why. But Thomas, if we could play, somebody put together, um, and for those of you who are just listening, what this is, is it's a montage of headlines of all the athletes and doctors and everybody who are suddenly just dropping dead, perfectly healthy people dropping dead in the middle of their run, in the middle of their basketball thing. If we could please play the jab video. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, it's just, and it's kind of like in Alex Berenson's, it's true. He said, if we had any kind of responsible media, which we don't, they'd be looking into, well, wait a minute, what about? All of these people, the, the, the one thing in common all these people have is they, they were boosted. You know, Joe Biden is sick again with COVID, right? And yet the vaccines work. But people here again, I think this is telling, since they made the vaccine available to five-year-olds and under, right? 90% of the people who are eligible, the kids have not received it. The parents are like, that's okay. We'll just pass on the yeah, Thanks very you much. You know, Roger. because people are aware that that's happening. And, and Alex Berenson said somebody should be looking into, you know, why are these people suddenly dropping dead? They're like, we have, we have no idea, but it certainly isn't the vaccine. This is from Jacob. Remember when the Biden people said when Biden got his first bout of COVID, at least we didn't have to airlift the president to the hospital. <laughs> now he gets a second bout of COVID. Trump didn't. Well, exactly. They got a third one on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Bounce back one, whatever they call it. Right. No, I mean, it's just exactly. No, there are no people who did not receive the vaccine dropping dead. So you'd think in some kind of honest medical world, right, an honest media world, yeah, right. people would be trying to compare, okay, of all of these excess deaths, how okay, many are heart attacks? How, how many are vaccinated and how many are not vaccinated? And mm-hmm. what is the percentage there? And again, some of that's not fair because there are way more vaccinated people, but at least it would be something you would think. They would want to know. But of course, if you're Pfizer, if you're the Moderna, if you're the oh, pharmaceuticals, no, well, they have immunity. They have legal immunity. They could care less, yeah, right? Yeah. They could care less. And I submit again, as I've said all along, that's why there is such a push to try to get people vaccinated. They want right, to eliminate right. the control group, <laughs> right. right? I think you're right. Um, and they, if everybody had it, then they couldn't compare. But it was just ridiculous. The Denver Post, so two headlines. Heidi Ganahl veers off of the lane and hiring and going, uh, mm-hmm. getting an, an election denier. And 
thousands of not thousands but there's like roughly 1600 i think but excess deaths in colorado no idea why all of them young healthy people uh but no idea why suddenly they're sick but they did point out it certainly was not the vaccine not the vaccine, not the vaccine. Not they don't know why but they can tell you it's kind of like where did covid19 come from we don't know we yeah, can't figure we, that we out know, we it, always keep but it wasn't open. a lab leak Certainly wasn't a well, we keep our eyes open and you know we're willing to consider that you know minor chance, but no, you know it's like so because if you don't know why they're dying, then you don't know why they're dying. So you can't <laughs> say anything. All you can say is we don't know. Now the next question would be, well, maybe you should look. So there you no, go. Well, we don't want them to look. <laughs> no, they, they don't want to they look. Would come up something. <laughs> if they only had some more sex with some transgenders, they'd be okay. You know, that, <laughs> would, that would cure you of all these illnesses. <laughs> hey, we're going to um, wrap it up for today. On Wednesday, um, we're going to be talking to a gentleman named Kane um, about some uh, some critical race. I, I guess you would call it how to defend against critical race theory training. Um, it's going that's going to be going on on Wednesday as we're gearing up the school year. And I see Peg Cage is in the waiting room um, and some some interesting developments going on and stuff. Our nice Colorado G- my <laughs> Colorado GOP that Peg Cage is working on. And so we'll be talking to you about that. You won't want to miss that. Yeah. Every time I try to like. Somebody in the establishment Republican side. You can't do it. You just just can't do it. You just can't do it. (laughs) But anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you to everyone on Zoom. Thank you to the great guys at BBS and Thomas for getting Dick Morris. And yeah, Dick Dick. Morris is wonderful. Thanks very much for coming on. He's always fun. Um, And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. All right.